Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Prince Charles hires an executive from the Daily Mail, despite Meghan's lawsuit. The Palace Bullying Review gets officially buried. And lawyer, author, and activist Dr. Sholamal Shogbamimu is here to talk us through it all. I'm Jack Royston, Newsweek's Chief Royal Correspondent. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, a royal watcher based in the U.S. And this is Newsweek's Royal Report. Hello, Jack. Hello, listeners. And hello, Dr. Shola Mos Shukamimu. Shola is the author of This Is Why I Resist, and she's a regular commentator on race and the royals. Shola, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> now, our first story of the day, Prince Charles and Camilla have hired a new communications chief called Tobin Andrea, who comes over from the Daily Mail, where he was deputy editor. For many of you, the Mail will need no introduction. Meghan and Harry have basically gone to war with the brand, suing the Mail on Sunday three times between them. Meghan even called them a daily fail. Now, Shola, how controversial is this decision? I think that it's huge. Are you telling me that um, Prince Charles, a.k.a. The, the you know son of the Queen, did not have at his, I don't know, disposal many multitudes of talent that could do this job, that he had to go to the Daily Fail. I'm thinking, <laughs> what message does he think he's sending? Not just to Harry and Meghan. Let's not even start with Harry and Meghan. But what message is he sending to the rest of us? Like, well, we know that your son and daughter-in-law had issues with this um, organization. And then you go and hire someone at the senior level of this organization who potentially if not, was actually active in the, you know, in the defamation and the discrimination and all of the bad press that your son and daughter-in-law had. I, I, I don't know how you can swing this. I'm thinking, okay, how do I give Prince Charles the benefit of the doubt here? And I, I say this because I, I'm genuinely a lovely person, okay? <laughs> well, what's, what's the other view, other perspective? And I, I'm struggling here. I do not see how else or what else could possibly have possessed them to think it was okay, especially because when you think about the narrative and the positions that have been put in, you know, in support of Harry and Meghan, those positions have been that the royal family have been part and parcel of enabling the British press against Meghan. And then you go hire someone at a senior editorial senior position at the Daily Fail, that just tells everybody that you are in bed with them. Or I'm sorry, do, do I sound crazy? I know <laughs> I don't sound crazy? You do not sound crazy, Shola. You do not. And and I mean, just 
to give some background on the case. Uh, I, I know a lot of our listeners already know this, but Megan sued the mail on Sunday over privacy and copyright in 2019, and the case dragged out for three years. During that time, she said the pressure of the lawsuit left her fearing she would experience a second miscarriage. So, Shola, I don't think that you sound hysterical here. I think you, that you your, your reaction is, I, I have to say, completely on point with what my reaction is. Oh, because I, I really, I just do not understand why they would do this, except to say that, you know, what we've been thinking all this time is true. Um, I think that if they genuinely cared about the mental health of Harry and Meghan, if they genuinely cared about the reputation of Harry and Meghan, if they genuinely cared about even having a, a, a progressive change in how they do things, the last place you go to is a daily fail. I'm sorry, what job is he doing? Something to do with communications? Something to do with, I don't know, changing their brand? When we, anybody who works at the Daily Mail has a special kind of brand. You have to be a special kind of person to work at the Daily Fail, okay? So the only kind of brand you will get from a special kind of person that works at the special Daily Fail is the very thing that Harry and Meghan have been fighting against. Press that do nothing but stir up negative stereotypes. And we know the reason why they published her letter to her father. It wasn't out of the goodness of their hearts. It wasn't because it was in the public interest. It was because they wanted to throw mud at Megan. They wanted to paint her as this uncaring daughter. They wanted to paint her as money grabbing. They wanted to paint her as somebody who doesn't care about her father. Either way, they had no right to do so. So I hold, I, I question, I question the, um, <laughs> I, I question the intention of Charles and Camilla in making this decision. And I question it because the only thing I, that this can lead to is, I, I, you know, especially amongst those who are supportive of Harry and Meghan, it's going to cause more divide. So I don't know what that, I mean, this, this, is, this is us saying to you, Charles, hey, to be the next king, it'd be great for you to be a different kind of king, right? There are people calling for the, for the monarchy to be abolished. <laughs> And you go get somewhere. We say, be progressive, be involved, be engaged. Nobody's asking you to become a politician. But then you go get that someone from the Daily Fail that do nothing to protect the rights of you know black people and marginalized communities. You go and hire someone from, 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 from a newspaper that is known to only invest in clickbait headlines. And those clickbait headlines are negative, divisive, rhetoric. Why in heaven's name would you do that? Unless you have zero intention of being progressive. And what you want to do is you want, your, you want to speak to the far right. And you know that the Daily Fail, their base are those on the right, more to the far right than anywhere else. So what the heck is Charles thinking? There's a, a saying hmm? that with age should come wisdom. I don't understand what's happening with Prince Charles because I'm not seeing no wisdom with this decision. None whatsoever. And what's really interesting with this is the guy doesn't actually have any background experience in PR. He's coming straight out of newspapers and going straight into a role as communication secretary, which is interesting because there's also, you know, context is quite a big thing in PR, right? But also, I could just go back to the lawsuit briefly. So uh, 
the, the Harry has a, actually a current ongoing lawsuit against the Mail on Sunday, which relates to his police protection. It's different to Meghan's one. But also what's difficult to convey is how specific this war is to the Mail brand. Um, so it was all law. You know, the case has started in 2019. Harry's filed two since then, both against the Mail on Sunday. Um, and when Meghan first filed hers, she identified a group of nine additional stories that were published across five different divisions of the Mail's newspapers, which she said were part of an agenda by the publisher to paint her in a negative and damaging light. So can you tell us more about the mail show, though, for people especially... I mean, America... The mail is a big brand over in America now, I think. But still, like, tell us about the history here with the Daily Mail newspapers in Britain. To be honest with you, my own engagement with the Daily Mail is more to... I reject them. I, you know, I, 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 I am not a consumer of their content. So I can't really speak to the history of the Daily Mail or the, the all the groups of newspapers that have, or the newspapers that formed the group. I, I genuinely can't because I have zero interest in them. But I know I would not spend my hard-earned money to buy their paper. That's one. And two, when I find myself on a page there is because I'm about to lamblast them on gun. <laughs> <laughs> They are not a paper that I can take seriously. They're not a paper that I would read and go, okay, I trust that source. Sometimes I find myself going, oh my goodness, if the Daily Mail can say this, you know how bad it is, right? Especially (laughs) if it's something close to the truth. And just to pick up the point you were making there about about the direction that this could take Charles down. So we've had Charles recently make some critical comments in private, admittedly, of the government over its immigration policy in Rwanda. And the Daily Mail has been quite supportive of that policy and has also been quite anti-immigration over the years, hasn't it? Um, Do you think? Do you think that do you think there's going to be do you, do you think this is going to work at all? I mean, Charles isn't anti-immigration, is he? Like, he there are problems in the royal family. Meghan's talked a lot about them, but Charles, it feels, fits more into that kind of Church of England, a part of the establishment, but a little softer than the male's hard-line policy on some of these issues. Is he though? Seriously, mm. is he? I, I don't know because we hardly ever hear them speak about anything. So I was genuinely surprised that he made that comment about um, Rwanda. And I suspect he's the one, he allowed it to be shared. Yeah, I never trust all these little palace sources and somebody closed some rubbish. They knew <laughs> that it's going to be out. And he let it out because he wanted it to be out. I, I th- look, The way I see it is for me, Rwanda, the Rwanda policy is as extreme as you can possibly get it in what is meant to be a liberal society. It, oh, it can get worse, right? But this is as extreme as can get. And even Prince Charles is appalled by it. That does not mean that he's anti-immigration. And I, I'm, I don't want to comment further until I genuinely know what his thoughts are. I also think that the Rwanda policy is appalling. Even worse than I think it's inhumane. And I think it's deliberate. I think it's there to feed, again, that far-right base. Um, the hate and divisive rhetoric that comes from that of them versus us, or they're here to get our jobs. You know, and that's the funny thing in this country. They moan and moan and moan. We need Brexit to get rid of these people, all of these people, because they're taking our jobs. Okay, you've had Brexit. The jobs are there now. Are the British people, the white British people, are they going there to pick up, go, go, go pluck the, um, the fruits? No. Are they going there to do the jobs needed in the airports to carry the luggage and all of that? 
No. They're sitting there after they pushed out the people who are ready to do the job. Now they are moaning that, oh, I can't go on holiday, even though I voted to get rid of those who would have made life so much easier for us. So I, from the royal perspective, until we know more about what they actually think, I, I genuinely cannot comment more than to say I agree with Prince Charles's um, comment about Rwanda policy. And I think it is important for us to hear more comments like this from the royal family because I am sick and tired of the be silent, don't do anything. This does not mean that Prince Charles is now engaged in politics. I do not understand why they cannot have an opinion. I want to know what their opinions are so I can agree with it or I can challenge the hell out of it. Either way, it is my right. They can't be placed in a position of power and heaven knows what they're doing with that power, you know? Well, this begs the question, Shola. We have Prince Charles siding with, you know, one faction of the country, and then we have him teaming up with this far-right media brand and that far-right media brand, as we said, has yeah. been very hurtful to Harry and Meghan. And all of that's been happening at the same time that supposedly Prince Charles has been extending olive branches to Harry and to Meghan, spending time with his beloved grandchildren, leaking stories about how much he loved his visits with, you know, Lilibet and Archie and so on. So I feel like we're getting a lot of mixed messages here. How do you think this decision to team up with, you know, alum from the Daily Mail, how do you think that is going to affect his relationship with Harry and his overall political image? I think that the reality is this. Oh, my God, there's so, so many wonderful, beautiful nuggets in what you just said. I, I want to just get into each one of them. It's so, juicy. <laughs> so first of all, I suspect Harry might go, Daddy, what the hell were you thinking? Why would I have a blah, blah, blah. But they're going to be father and son to forever, okay? And, you know, I don't think that is going to cause a bigger split between both of them, right? We all, you know, at some point in our families, we disagree with parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters, but we still love each other and we carry on. So that's what I think about the Harry and, and, um, and Prince Charles side. About his public image, I think you, you've drawn a, a really good... Um, analogy there about on one hand how Prince Charles is playing the look I'm here with the public I'm supporting this other side that says Rwanda is bad but then he's working hand in hand with somebody very senior from the Daily Mail which has been very anti-immigration which has been very pro-Rwanda now are we being fair by casting Oh, let me not say we. Let me say me. Let me take responsibility, Krista. Let me take responsibility. <laughs> Am I being fair in casting my my um, dislike for the Daily Mail, my distrust for the Daily Mail, onto an individual who may or may not have, in some degree, agreed with some of the things that go on in the Daily Mail? Is that fair? Not necessarily, especially when I actually do not know that much about this person. All I know about this person is that they worked at the Daily Mail. That immediately goes, what? But why would you hire someone from, I don't know. So it's one thing for me to go, what the hell are you thinking, Prince Charles, for hiring someone who's just coming from the Daily Mail to me going, oh, that means that this person from the Daily Mail is exactly like the Daily Mail. So again, that's a bit of a conundrum because again, until we know more about this person, until I know more about this person, maybe this person is trying to change. Maybe they want to, you know, 
Maybe they believe they can fly. Maybe they <laughs> can change the world and be part of a progressive royal, royal family. Maybe they've seen it all from the far right side that they are now getting to the center and they want to shape things around. I do not know. Maybe they had a, I don't know, second awakening. Maybe they had the same epiphany as Paul, the disciple had, you know, with the donkey. I don't know. Maybe they, <laughs> something has happened to them and they're a changed person. All I know is this, that, I do not think Prince Charles is doing himself a favor, um, knowing fully well that the narrative that will be pushed out there is you hired someone from a paper that your son and daughter-in-law, uh, you know, sued. So what are you doing? That's one. And then the other, you know, point that you raised around how this would then affect his his um, public image. Um, I think the question is, what public image is he looking for? What is he looking to achieve now? Because if, if he's getting someone to come and help with PR and things like that, I don't know. I, I would have, you know, I have no idea if Prince Charles and Camilla are doing things that include more diverse um, thinking, much more, you know, something different from the status quo of the royal family, something that actually meets the the progressive mindsets of today. I have no idea. So it would be great to get the bigger picture here. But right now, honestly, I don't. Can you see my frown? This is me frown. Yeah, I'm funny. Just need to go. Yeah, honestly, Prince Charles, you need to explain your decision, uh, especially if it's for PR. If it's for um, you know, this is not a personal thing. This is this is his brand. This is what people think. Well, let us understand why you chose this person, because to me that would make sense. Well, on that note, we need to take a very quick break. But before we do, a reminder to everyone out there, if you could rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows, we would so appreciate it. When we're back, more on Prince Charles and more with Dr. Shola. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, everyone, and we're back with our special guest, Dr. Sholomos Shogbamamu, discussing Prince Charles' decision to hire a Daily Mail executive as his communications secretary. 
Now, Tobin Andrea is going to have his work cut out for him because Charles has had some big stories come his way recently. In the last couple of weeks, his team had to confirm he will no longer be taking large cash donations after previously accepting 3 million euros cash stuffed into a suitcase. Uh, Shola, there's no suggestion, supposedly, that the cash donations were illegal and they were deposited into the Prince's Charitable Fund after due diligence, but they have still raised a lot of eyebrows. What's your take on these suitcases of cash? I mean, what the hell? I mean, was anybody thinking of money laundering? Because that is what people who money launder do. They carry money out, cash in suitcases, for goodness sake. And not 10 or $20, millions. <laughs> I mean, was it in small dollar bills? I don't know. All I know is... I feel like they should have taken it to a motel to count it, just for like to have the right scenery around them, you know. You know what, Jack? They may just have done that. You never know. <laughs> a special oil motel. I, I, I think it's insane. You know, I would love, I mean, who would not love to be in a position to confirm that they will never take money in bags again? You know, after you've already taken the money in bags. Rubbish. I, I, I just, I'm astounded. Because this happened, this happened not too long ago, right? This was so very recent. Anybody, yeah. How did anyone around him allow that to happen? How did they not think, no, your 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 highness. I do. How do you refer to him? I don't know. Your prince, whatever. Um, you cannot take this. We need to give this back to them, and I don't know. Give them our bank details of the foundation, so that the money can be transferred legally with transparency and accountability. Oh my God! I'm saying all this big English grammar. You know that the prince ought to know. I mean, isn't he the isn't he the soon to be head of the Commonwealth? Isn't he the head of God knows what else? All these, all these keywords that are being used day after day for the world to be a better place. So how could he not have thought of that? Even if he didn't think of it, those around him. Um, I think that story came out because, if I'm perfectly honest, again, I'm only speculating people. This one I'm telling you, I'm speculating right now. Because Boris Johnson was probably ticked off <laughs> that Prince Charles came out with, Rwanda policy is appalling because there was just like an exodus of bad press coming out about Prince Charles. I'm like, you, you people that are sharing the story about the, the bags of money knew about it when it happened, but you thought you would not share it then. Now you want to share it because of Rwanda. And then the whole story that... Um, about um, Charles and, oh yeah, Charles and Archie, what a warm, lovely reception. Oh, Charles and um, Lilibet and how wonderful Charles felt, share, you know, sharing the time with Harry and Meghan. People, please, <laughs> they normally share that information. So the fact that it's coming out now, I, I see it as Charles wanting to fight, fight that um, the bad press about the bags of money by showing himself as a loving grandfather, a forgiving father, and a doting, attentive father-in-law, which we all know is utter crap. I mean, about the father-in-law bit. But I'm sure he's a lovely grandfather, right? And even with everything that's happened with, with Harry, I do not doubt that Charles loves his son, okay? As I said, people in families fight. They disagree. They engage in debate and discourse. That's what I call what happens in my family. My kids, my colleagues, um, no, mommy, that's you just arguing as usual. <laughs> <laughs> 
and so the the cash in the bags is actually not even the whole story, is it? Because we've also had another round of the Cash for Honours allegations, uh, and this time it's about a Conservative Party donor called Lord Brownlow, who bailed out Prince Charles's uh, failed eco-homes project. Yeah, it's a complicated story, but in a nutshell... Charles wanted to buy this big stately home in the Scottish countryside, and he needed a £20 million loan. It was all going to be fine, he said, because he was going to build and sell 770 eco-homes. Only the problem is nobody wanted to buy those homes. Brownlow spent around £1.7 million taking 11 of the properties off Charles's hands between 2012 and 2017. But he didn't just buy them. He was awarded £1.2 million in contracts to build cottages for staff on the estate. And in 2019, Charles gave Brownlow an honorary title, Commander of the Victorian Order, which tri- has triggered allegations of cash for honours. And one, one thing that's interesting about this particular order, the Royal Victorian Order, is the royals actually do give those honours most honours, knighthoods, titles, that kind of thing. Actually, the candidates are selected by the government. These ones are not. They're picked by the royal family themselves. So, Shola, does it matter whether the rich and famous can kind of like buy their way into titles in this way? Um, Yes, it matters. Oh, my goodness. What a question. Absolutely does matter. And, you know, when people refer this to as when people refer to this as allegations of cash for honours, I'm like, there's no allegation. This is a clear, this is black and white. That was cash for honors. I, I don't see any other way to interpret it as. I, I'm even. I'm really trying my best in my head to give Charles the benefit of the doubt here. But <laughs> based on the transactions you've heard, that he was he was basically bailed out by this lord, right? Who was then rewarded with an honor. He was rewarded with contracts, and it seems it sounds like that this lord is so deeply connected including with the prime minister heaven knows what other benefits the rich are getting behind the scenes that ordinary people like you and i cannot even we can't dream to be close to you know shut up getting it so yeah i think that this kind of behavior it, it lacks transparency it lacks accountability and it should be questioned and challenged. It utterly needs to be. It, it's smacked wrong to me because in any other industry, in any other workplace, in any other um, um, public um, office position, this would be questioned. If this was, if this was an African leader who did this, you mm. know, Transparency International will be all over them as in. Mm and the World Bank and the IMF and the United Nations will come with their, I don't know, very rich Western definition of corruption to call them corrupt. So how does the prince get away with this kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, it it smells fishy. I'm waving my hands over my nose now because it is fishy. (laughs) Yes, it it does smell fishy. And once again, I just want to reiterate what Jack was saying earlier. Lord Brownlow He's a conservative party donor. So this is just one more, you know, if you're you're keeping track of what's in column A versus column B, this is once again in the conservative column. It's once again siding with the far right messaging of the Daily Mail. It's siding, you know, very much uh, against what his most recent statements about Rwanda say. So, you know, 
walks one way but talks another way, what should we believe? Yeah, he look, he, one eye is looking left and the other eye is looking right. That's what <laughs> Prince Charles is doing right now. And you just don't know. You do not know where he stands. And that's because we are not allowed to hear directly from members of the senior members of the royal family who hold this kind of power, who hold, who hold this kind of influence. That's what I'm saying. Look, I'm sorry, I am not satisfied with having a royal family that cannot be held accountable for their actions. It makes no sense to me. They're not just a royal family that sit there and we go, oh yeah, we've got a royal family. No, they're a royal family that engage every day. They engage in, I don't know, the, the social, social and cultural life of the United Kingdom. That's one. And they're the head. I mean, the queen is the head of state, the political, she's the head of state. So anytime people say to me, well, the queen cannot get involved in politics. I'm like, please take that nonsense and throw it in the bin. If she's the head of state, it means she is in politics. Ah, didn't you go to school? Do I have to educate you on this? I'll doubt that some people. She is already in politics. They engage in this. Every single time she signs up legislation, every single time she signs a policy, everything, every time you get her majesty's this, her majesty's that, she is in politics. So how can we not hold them accountable for their actions, whether it's that those that are, you know, in the public view or behind the scenes? That's what I have an issue with. Mm. And Shola, on that exact point, so let's say that the police who are investigating the cash for honours allegations, let's say they make an arrest, let's say somebody gets charged, let's say there's a trial, whether it's a member of the royal family or, or a member of staff, whoever it might be, how big a problem do you think this will actually be for Charles, given that obviously you've spent a lot of time on British TV calling for the royals to be held to account? I'm sure there's times when you've probably been frustrated. Do you think this will actually present Charles with a problem? I think if those who are involved in any transactions he's involved in are prosecuted, it will present him with a problem because there'll be people like me that will go, so why aren't you prosecuting him? So you think that there'll be cause for him to be arrested? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> did, I, did you not just hear me say, why is he not being prosecuted? <laughs> I mean, we need to get to the bottom of, look, I get it, right? You are innocent until um, found guilty. So for us to be sure that you are innocent and not guilty, he should at least be investigated, right? That is what would happen to you and I. So why should he be treated any differently? How would this be different from what's going on with Prince Andrew? They're no more special than we are. They're not smarter than we are. They're not wiser than we are. They're not finer than we are. Oh, heck yes, they're richer than we are because we made them rich. Yes? So... To, to whom much is given, much is expected, all right? So even more so, there's a certain standard that we expect of them. So if they fall short of that standard, I expect that they, like anybody else, should be held accountable for it. I, I mean, it should be bad for, for the royal family, for the image of the royal family. That will keep them on their toes in how they behave and they engage. Then I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Now, we're going to take one more quick break. But before we do, a reminder to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jack underscore Royston and Kristen is at Kristen Meinzer. We always have royal updates there, as well as my latest stories for Newsweek. And when we're back, an update on the Megan Bullying Review. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everyone. We are back with one last quick story. You may remember last week we talked a lot about the palace burying its review into the handling of allegations regarding Meghan Markle and bullying her staff. Well, now it has become official and that gives us an opportunity to share with you the explanation given to the media for why we will hear absolutely nothing more about this from the palace. Palace officials say they have a duty of confidentiality to the staff who took part in, in the review, which is far, uh, so far reaching that they can't even release the changes that they've made to their HR policy. That's right. The palace, that's right. They're saying it would breach staff confidentiality to even say what their new generic HR bullying policy says. I am rolling my eyes as I say this. Shola, you are too. How do you interpret all this? Oh my God, that's some serious royal bullshit. If I ever <laughs> with me. I mean, some some next level BS that is yet to be. That is, I mean, what the heck? Okay, let let me just break this down for the listeners. The reason why the um the the results of the of the investigation of the review is being buried is because it most likely incriminates the royal family and it proves that Meghan Markle did not bully anyone. I mean, I'm sorry, that's the only logical conclusion you could come to. Because if you remember, um, when the, this uh, this whole bully cl- uh, bullying claims came out, which was a couple of weeks or so before the Oprah Win- um, interview uh, between um, Harry Meghan and Oprah Winfrey, they made so much noise about it. It was the only thing the British media could talk about. Ooh, we always knew that, that black woman, that woman of biracial heritage, but her black side, she's a bully. We always knew her strong personality was holding people back. And look, she reduced people to tears. She absolutely just upset them that they were so devastated. They had to lose their jobs. Yada, yada. You, you, you get the picture. They made such a song and dance over this to possibly intimidate Harry and Meghan before giving that um, interview. But clearly, Harry and Meghan could not give a flying flamingo because they came out and they came with all guns blazing. Boom, 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 boom. Like, <laughs> how do you like me now? Okay. You can't now say a year or so down the line, oh, we've completed our review and we don't, we cannot share the results because of confidentiality. (laughs) Kristen, Jack, please tell me. Where was the concern of confidentiality when they told the entire world that Megan, you know, bullied certain members of staff? They didn't care about the staff and confidentiality then. They didn't care about whatever HR policy they are talking about now because there's no legal reason 
not to share the findings because they don't need to share the names of the potential victims. They just need to tell us, yay or nay, did she bully? Yes or no. Okay, how did she bully? When did she bully? We don't need to know who she bullied. There are things like that. So I suspect being the fair-minded, reasonable person that I am, of course, that the only reason they're not sharing anything is because it incriminates them, that it doesn't poison the well enough against Meghan Markle, and that is why they don't want to share it with us. Shola, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all of your insights. Can you remind our listeners where they can find more of you? Please follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Shola Moss One. Learn more about me uh, on my website, drshola.com, and let us engage. And it's perfectly okay if you disagree with me. <laughs> Even my husband disagrees with me 50% of the time, and I've not divorced him yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for this episode of The Royal Report. Be sure to join us every other week when we visit the latest royal headlines, embark on some royal deep dives, and riff on all things royal. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jack Royston. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And a curtsy to you all. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.